Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Passion and Purpose. It's such a joy to have today, my friends, Hector and Ilda Sabino. You're about to be really, really blessed. Um, but uh, I just want to say again to everybody listening, we're doing these 40 days of purpose because we're trying to say, hey, in the middle of all the craziness of life, God, we want to have a passionate heart for you. We want to be on your purpose and your plan for our lives. And so I get the privilege of interviewing people who I think are living that out. And awesome. hey, so thanks for being with us today, guys. Love y'all. Thank you for having us. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> Such a joy. So hey, we're going to do this in two parts. I'm going to tell everybody ahead of time. And um, uh, the first part, I'd love to just hear about you guys' life. So, you know, your own story, how'd you come to know Jesus, family background, your family and kiddos today. Sure. And then we'll just kind of interact on that a little bit. And I know we went through some trials just recently, and I'd love right. you to touch base on that. So. Hey, somebody start me off. Ilda, why don't you start off? All right. Tell us, uh, how'd you come to know Jesus? What's a little bit of your background? Yeah. Um, so for me, I came to know Jesus when um, right after 9-11 happened. Wow. That really impacted me. I think uh, it like, yeah, de- like most, a lot of people is the fear of God was yes. definitely put in me. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, okay, the, we need to take this stuff seriously. So I was actually saved when I was 18, uh-huh. but didn't really commit to that relationship. Mm. Didn't know enough, I think, mm. at, all, at that point either. But it wasn't until maybe about almost five years later that I had experienced kind of a difficult relationship and um, just really was put down to my knees where mm. I felt, okay, God, I need something. I need you to do something in mm. my life because I, I feel like I'm trapped. I feel like I can't get out mm. of it. I, mm. I can't make the right decisions. And then, and and that so happened that that was a Monday when I said that by that mm. Friday, he had taken me out. And so that is the point where I know that no one can tell me that God doesn't exist wow. because for me, that was a point that I saw God. Mm. Like I knew He was real because there's no way anybody else would have known mm. that would have happened. And all I had to do is just stay free. He had freed wow. me. All I had to do is stay free. And um, it was very, very hard. Um, but here I am. What it's been uh, almost 15 years later. Wow. So, so uh, yeah. man, that that is so uh, powerful, right? Yeah. That. that pain or fear mm-hmm. drives us to Jesus yeah. more than just kind of, hey, this is a great idea. I think I'll follow Jesus, yeah. right? It's it's the pain of our life where Jesus becomes most present yes. in life. Um, and um, what a powerful deal. You know, I often say when people talk about their own testimony, mm. you may not believe in God if I'm talking to somebody who doesn't believe in God, but I can say, but but all I can tell you is what I know. Sure. Right. Like you can't sure. take right. my testimony. You can try to talk me out of the existence of God, but I've experienced God. Correct. So maybe Ilda, along that, so when in that in that place where you said God showed up, is there like a, a moment you can say, Hey, I was on my knees, I was reading the Bible, or I was just crying out to God and I felt like this this moment he showed up. what would be something like that? Do you want to know what it actually was? Uh, <laughs> if you're comfortable, what it actually is, I, I, I don't mind sharing it. It was a bad. I was in a bad relationship, yeah. and I felt like I couldn't. It would break up some back 
together and breakups right. and back and I could not let go right um because I had put my desire that the desire that was meant for the Lord mm. it was in him and so I said that on a, a Monday afternoon um, to um, somebody who was counseling me yeah. and um, that Friday went out bowling mm. and he broke up with me wow and so I was free from that point. Mm. I felt God say, all you have to do is not go back. Mm. You're free from this point on. Yeah. And that's where I felt like God had yeah. heard me and, yeah. and, and did that for me. Now, it, it maybe that aha moment wasn't so evident in the moment, sure. but as time went on sure. and I saw how he, um, just sent women. I had a group of girls that were mm -hmm. college age at that time, mm -hmm. so it was um, a group of girls that just were the best of friends to me. They, wow. I mean, we they just hovered over me. They prayed for me. Mm -hmm. They uh, encouraged me. They, I mean, I, I had such a great support system that just appeared out of nowhere because mm -hmm. I had no friends at that point. Wow. I had, um, you know, ostracized everybody. My family, my right. I, my friends. It was mm -hmm. it's just a bad place to be in. But I don't regret any of it because I wouldn't be who I am today without it. So, wow. um, man, that that real moment for me, that that aha moment, is something that no one can take away from yeah. me, and it's something that's hard to explain to someone without right. you actually experiencing, experiencing yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to take that away from someone because mm. it's so special. When mm. you get that moment, that's it. There's no going back. Yeah, that is real. And in well, I, you yeah. know, I, I always tell my, my own story as well. Uh, when I was 20, mm -hmm. uh, when I said, God, I want you with all my heart, soul, managing, I'm all in. And my girlfriend broke up with me, mm -hmm. and it was devastating, right? Because mm -hmm. I thought, this is the person I'm going to marry. Right. Sure. And then I always just say, wow, God had somebody break up with me so that he could get my heart. There you go. It was hard, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. But I have... Not only no regrets, just incredible gratitude at the yes. wisdom Amen. of God yes. and the delivering yes. hand of God. Well, Absolutely. Same here. <laughs> all right. Well, Hector, we're, we're she and I are doing great uh, <laughs> now in Jesus. <laughs> How about you, man? Yes. Tell us your journey. I actually um, grew up in the church. Uh, grew up, my parents uh, grew up very strict in a Pentecostal home yep. and uh, come from a long family of uh, pastors and preachers in our family. Uh, but uh, as as with any teenager, I think you know. I mean, you would say that I steered away from God, and and even in college went completely away, com went completely dark. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until my senior year at Baylor where um, we were in chapel, and and it was around okay. Easter time, and and I remember um, just really asking God to come into my life and really just I wanted to make a serious dedication and and commit myself to Him, and so over the years we developed that relationship and right. and um, it hasn't been the easy one you know sure. I, I am very hard-headed at times and um, uh, I'm not but I'm, <laughs> I'm, thank you for sharing that yeah. <laughs> have, have made many many mistakes over my life but mm -hmm. but over the years I have truly come to appreciate God's um, redemption in my yes. life and 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 oh, there is nothing like that mm. um even over and over and over again sometimes on a daily basis mm. but when you get to live that life of redemption there is no other comparison to it yeah oh yes <laughs> thank you lord a little teary here just just <laughs> in this gratitude moment yes sir so how'd you guys meet 
uh, Mary, <laughs> and take us into that. Go ahead. We met in a Revelations class. Of course. <laughs> I love Perfect. to start it that way because, you know, you want to start off with the end, right? Yeah. And uh, we met there. I actually don't remember him being in the class, but he remembers me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, it was at our previous church that we yeah. were like at. Like a Sunday school class? It, it, or just it was a special? Like, like a special six-week Bible yeah. study that we were uh-huh. going through yeah. the book of Revelation. Wow. Um, and that was the first time we met. And So, so we, y'all never met each other before? We hadn't. We hadn't. Yeah. Even though we both grew, grew up, up in Waco. Grew up yeah. in Waco. We both grew up in South Waco. Both attended University yep. High School. We didn't uh, know well, each other. How many other. years are y'all apart? We're four years four apart. Four years apart. Three. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I like to say that we were both graduates of our class of 2002, but I was of high school and he was college. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Oh, two so graduates. Now she's showing our age. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guessed that right off the first bat when I saw right. y'all. Right. I, knew, I knew he was older. So, <laughs> so you guys met the class. Right. And, just, and how long were you engaged, married? All we that, we developed a friendship, and we were yeah, friends for a while. Two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were engaged for a year yes. uh, before we got married. And yeah. so, thank you, Jesus. This September, it'll be nine years nine that we're years. celebrating our nine-year anniversary. <laughs> All right. It's been easy of course <laughs> just easy. easy that's right no that's problem. for another podcast that's the, right how easy can marriage be <laughs> that's what yeah. a marriage podcast is that's that's good so we'll we'll i, I can we'll tell tag you we're that. not equipped to teach that class <laughs> we will tag that for later uh, so uh so kiddos tell us about your kids introduce them to us Matt. yeah we have two we have a three-year-old that is just like her daddy very outgoing never meets a stranger super uh, creative and just oozing with personality. And then I've got Jeremiah, who's more like me, where he can be an introvert or extrovert, but is super into planets and con- the countries and geography and is can be in his room and develop all kinds wow. of things. And he's and six. He's six. He's six. He's already developing nations in he his mind. <laughs> he had, he had, let me tell you, he loves the nation. So wow. we see uh, we see God even working in his personality right hey, now. Bring him on. We're into that <laughs> around here. Yeah. Yeah. So six and three. Six and three. Six and three. Beautiful. And um, and I know that you know um, what the second half of this podcast we'll talk a little bit about what you guys do, what's sure. on your heart for our city, and all that good stuff. But um, I know that you know in all family life we just kind of choked about marriage there's trials challenges absolutely mm-hmm. and you guys went through a difficult fall it was a challenge this mm-hmm. fall mm-hmm. take us into that a little bit and how's God met you sure. uh, in that journey um, it, I, I would say it started in November um, I came home from work one day uh, and and my wife graciously as she is she says you don't look good at all <laughs> yeah. and I told her I said well I just don't feel myself maybe it's just a little allergies or something like that and so she gave me Tylenol uh, went to sleep that night woke up the next day with the very bad cough and still with the fever so um, obviously we knew that COVID-19 yeah, you know is still here and, and it was in the mix so uh, I went to go get a rapid test that morning which was on a Thursday morning mm-hmm. um, not even an hour later, the the doctor calls me back, says that I'm positive and that I need to go ahead and quarantine myself. Uh, so immediately I go back home and and I'm in the room, sure. uh, in our room by by myself, and and just been a few days there. Uh, Every day, it slowly progressed a little bit worse. You know, first it was um, the cough, then I couldn't uh, taste anything. Then on, on top of that, then I started to uh, get very fatigued and 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 
my breathing was going low, so uh, my wife got concerned probably over the next uh, five or six days, and she was like, we need to go back to the doctor and see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so we go back on a Thursday morning to see my doctor. They take my vital signs, uh, oxygen level, and sh- she automatically goes, I don't like where this is going. Uh, we need to take you to the emerge- uh, to the hospital. excuse right. me." Uh-huh. And I just looked at my wife, and it's one of those moments that you think, uh, I never thought I'd be here. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. thought I'd wow. be here. And keep in mind, keep in mind yeah. that I've never had a hospital stay. Young, never. Healthy, I mean, right. mm-hmm. thank God, healthy. I mean, the only times I spent the night at the hospital when our kids were born or mm-hmm. uh, my wife had a minor procedure done, but that was the only time me, myself, being a patient, it, it, I had never done it before. And so um, I looked at my wife, and, and my wife was like, okay, we just want to be precautious and we want to mm-hmm. do this. And, um, and of course, all these thoughts are running through your mind sure. because you hear about people going to a hospital and then they're being put on a ventilator mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. before you know it you know they're yeah. not on the ventilator anymore they're sure. passing away and so fear definitely wants to sit in but I want to be strong for my wife and my kids sure. and sure. I go to the hospital that day and um, that afternoon and they automatically they get me in a room and start putting me on oxygen and it, it's tough when you're in a hospital uh, by yourself you can't have any visitors uh, you're confined to a small room. You can't even walk down the hallway because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so you're stuck in a room um, for a total of six days and just talking to my wife through FaceTime or or text messaging. And so I think there was more of a mental component mm-hmm. uh, to being in the hospital alone sure, than the physical component. Yeah. Um, so I think, okay, we are... Uh, going through this journey, I'm in there two days, and then I get a phone call from my wife about our daughter. Yeah, um, I'm trying to get over the trauma and, sure. and of, of what's so going sorry. on. I, on, I will say this was the hardest thing I've ever have to sure. had to go through in my mm-hmm. life, having to drop him off and not knowing mm-hmm. if I'll ever see him. Oh. <laughs> And um, um, we were so blessed to have good family yep. and friends yes. check on us daily. Mm-hmm. And um, and you guys, you and Laura, mm-hmm. um, checked on us daily too. And um, when I felt like I couldn't take any more, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. I, um, so my worst fear of having my child have to go to the hospital um, is what ended up happening. She was dehydrated. Uh, she had some sort of hand, foot, and mouth virus before mm-hmm. yes. COVID actually came to her. Thank you. Um, before um, COVID, um, we in our household, we all ended up COVID positive. Yes, right. But the only ones that had a symptom was my husband and then my daughter, mm-hmm. since she had... Um, already already this, yeah, that the mouth. virus mm-hmm. the covid just made it really bad right, yeah. mm-hmm. and so it made it painful for her to eat anything so she wasn't eating anything and um, that friday she had stopped even drinking so that uh, that morning she passed out oh, and um so we, we took her to the pediatrician and sure enough she was severely hydrated and um, had to take her in and admit her into the hospital. By that point, I'm just numb. Because I I really do think God gives you, you know, the truth, it's true. He only gives you as much as you can handle. By that point, I was numb. Mm -hmm. And 
I had a mission was to take care of my daughter. And first thing I asked the doctor is, can I go with her? Because I couldn't imagine dropping her right, off sure. and not being with her. She's two years old at the time. And um, but sure, God was good, and I was able to stay with her. But we had to quarantine. Once we were in there, mm-hmm. I couldn't leave. I couldn't, I, right. you know, I couldn't go and check on my son. And I had to stay there with her. And so, luckily, uh, we had family members who had just had COVID, mm. and were um, willing to take my son for us. Mm. And so, I'm I'm there packing bags again <laughs> after I'd packed his bag days before, and trying to make sure everybody's ready to go, and just on. Um, this what is it uh this this mode that i've got a mission to complete and we've Mm -hmm. got to get everybody healthy and Mm -hmm. god was just good from the moment we got to the hospital every nurse prayed for with us prayed Mm -hmm. for us prayed with us encouraged us there was even some nurses from antioch the the first nurse that we got was from Mm -hmm. our home church um here and um it was just i could see god in it the entire way mm. saying I'm, you're, you're gonna mm. be okay mm-hmm. yes you know right. just like that song says you're gonna be okay and sure enough we did um by the by so we went in friday and by sunday she was um starting to eat mm. the the medicine was working she got steroid and she started to heal and um got to the point where she could eat on her own mm. and so we were able to take her home and um and then Hector was wanting to come home too. So I think he was, uh, you got home two days? Three days later. Three days later. Um, and finally we were reunited, the four of us. Um, after and it felt so good. Yes. <laughs> it felt mm. so good to the be back at home time. with everyone. Yes. The craziest time yeah, we've I've ever been through. We have, I've, I feel like our family has gone through a lot of things. Sure. But there's nothing like oh your kids your and kids right. and your husband right. yeah your family, like right. there's mm-hmm. there's it's something you don't expect and right. oh my heart for all those who are experiencing it currently because I know how scary the process mm-hmm. is and um, yeah. yeah yeah well you know I I and uh, Laura was keeping up with you and. I remember calling you in the hospital. Correct. You know, so grateful that you picked up your phone. Oh, I'm grateful phone. for the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I needed any encouragement yeah, at that moment. But I, I was, uh, I, I, again, I think I was in Seattle, and I'd pulled into a parking lot, and, you know, I just, I, I, I remember it so mm-hmm. vividly because I had so moved by God to just say, this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. will come through Amen. this. And I just, uh just still can feel the power of that moment. Just praying for you and then leaving and, and honest, just to be honest, I just slammed the steering wheel and I said, no, it's not gonna happen. He's <laughs> going to live and declare Amen. the victory of God. And so- You, you know, Jimmy, I don't know if I've ever shared with you, but that same day, um, my doctor uh, came in and chatted with me and she goes, you know, uh, things aren't going well with you right now. Uh, and that's a pretty scary <laughs> thing to hear. Sure, yeah. Um, especially when you have small kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, they were doing blood work daily. I was getting right. shots daily and just sh- anything that they could they, do to tr- try to help me. Right. Um, but there was this one level. It was like an infection level, and I forget what they call it. Uh, but she was like, you know, we really need for this to go down because it's going mm. in the wrong direction. Mm. Um, it m- The infection level was like at four times what it should be right. normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I talked to you that day, mm-hmm. and when she told me that, I, I remember praying, and I remember sharing with my wife. I said, God, I need 
a miracle tonight. Yeah. I need a yeah. miracle tonight. Yeah. I, there's I, I there's no doubt you can do it, but I'm sure. struggling sure. with my faith right now. Sure. Um and, and I remember just those that's all I could utter, say, God, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. just need a, you to do a miracle tonight, please. Mm-hmm. Uh and I remember going to bed that night, um and of course they came back and did blood work that following morning. Uh and when I got the results of the blood work, that infection level that they were concerned about had been cut in mm-hmm. more than half. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. In less than twenty four hours. Yes. And you know, we were talking about those moments where you know Yes. It's it was God. only God. Yes. Because they had tried medicine, they mm. had tried treatment, mm. they had tried everything, mm. and they couldn't get it to go down. Mm. Um, and that one prayer, you know, the mm. the power of agreement from my tr- home church and my mm. wife and, mm. and just saying we need a miracle and how mm. God, it was truly, yes. truly God. Mm. Well, that might be a good place to pause, you know, for, for a moment <laughs> and just say – you know, we, we need a miracle, right? Amen. And I know so many people listening right now, you need a miracle. Right. You need a touch from God. And right. I often say, you know, everybody wants a miracle. They just don't want to be in a position to have to have one. Correct. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. But uh, wherever anyone is right now, I just want to pray right now. Lord, I do ask that you would release the miracle working hand of grace. May your power come on mental challenges and physical challenges and relational challenges and everybody who's listening as we've just talked to the story of your redemption and your goodness yes. and your loving kindness and your miraculous hand towards uh, Ilda, Hector, and their family. Lord, we're asking right now, whoever's listening, would you just pour out healing grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. That ends part one, and you want to catch part two as we continue on Passion Purpose Podcast. Love y'all. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.